pop the popcorn, pop yourself a cold one, pour yourself a pint perhaps because you've landed on the daily objective from the Ayn Rand Center UK. It's Jonathan Honig from capitalistpig.com. Couldn't be more excited to have not only you with us, but all of you with us. I see people filing into the super chat from literally all over the globe. Yes, we are the Ayn Rand Center UK, but we are a global community of students of objectivism of all different levels of experience and of expertise and interest, learning about Ayn Rand's philosophy and often learning about it and talking with some of the biggest names in objectivist, forget names, but just some of the most knowledgeable people in objectivism. I mean, you're learning about objectivism, you're trying to apply it to your life, you're thinking about how it applies to the world. Learn from some of the people who, I don't know, knew Miss Rand, uh, like Harry Binswanger, who was on our channel regularly, or studied with Dr. Peekoff, like James Valiant, and so many others, and uh, who've studied it for a few years, like myself and, and so many others with The Daily Objective. So thank you for being here. And hit us up in the super chat. Two pounds, five pounds. And remember, inflation adjusted. What used to be five pounds is now seven pounds. Look, we really need your help to keep this going. So uh, take this opportunity to hit us up in the super chat because we've got a great presentation for you here today on the Ayn Rand Center UK. And of course, this is our interpretation of, of uh, objectivism. This is our understanding about this is not objectivism for that we're going to refer you to some of Ms. Rand's best essays and best works but today we're going to talk about this handsome fellow who has been in the news quite a bit and unfortunately not for good reasons this person broke into Nancy and Paul Pelosi's home in San Francisco a few days ago this has been obviously widely covered and uh, widely discussed the suspect, David DePappy, 42, confronted Paul Pelosi in the family's Pacific Heights home, Pacific Heights home, demanded to know where is Nancy. It, he told police he wanted to hold the speaker hostage and break her kneecaps. And although Speaker Pelosi was obviously not there at the time, her husband was, who was hit in the head with a hammer. He was left seriously injured in the attack underwent surgery for a skull fracture. Okay, just gonna say skull fracture on an 82 year old person, suffered other injuries to his arms and his hands. And thank you, Marilyn, thank you, Jeff. Our great super chatters are here. You guys are keeping us going. Look, I'm just gonna say, we bring you the largest uh, uh, network of uh, information inspired by and Rand's objectivism in history. And we do it two and four pounds in Canadian dollars at a time. So thank you both. Now, let me just say, this is not funny. The, the fact that, anyone gets attacked on any level is not funny. And of course, immediately after some, um, I don't know, right, left wing, let's just say some of the social media world uh, posted some really unfunny uh, so-called jokes about a man getting attacked with a hammer and getting his skull uh, bashed in. It's not funny. In fact, it's a really terrible crime. It's a complete injustice. And it is, as I understand it, being uh, prosecuted as attempted murder. And thank you to re, uh, equal re, equal to your equal to reality. There's nothing else than reality. So thank you for being at least equal to it and your support, your ongoing support with two pounds. So look, this was attempted murder, and I don't care what side of the aisle you are on here. There's no there's no humor here. This just should be absolutely denounced. And if you read Miss Rand, if you read Galt's speech, um, she puts this forth in no uncertain terms, quoting now, whatever, whatever may be open to disagreement, there is one act of evil that may not 
the act that no man may commit against others and no man may sanction or forgive. So long as men desire to live together, no man may initiate, do you hear me? No man may start the use of physical force against others. And I love the fact, if this is the actual text, she wrote, do you hear me? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's language I don't remember reading in a lot of Miss Wren's works. So it's a, it's a really shaking of the reader and saying, do you hear me? No man may start the use of physical force against others. And that's been going on a, a lot recently and a lot in particular towards elected officials and their families. Now, this is not a comment on anything politics. Objectivism is not right-wing or left-wing. It's not a Republican doctrinaire or a you know, it, it, it is a philosophy, it is, it is a big, much bigger than politics. This is the stat, since 2016, uh, threats of violence against lawmakers recorded by the Capitol Police have surged from 900 cases to 9,625 cases in 2021. Are you listening? Can you hear that? From 900 cases in 2016 to 9,000 cases in 2021, it's about a 960% increase. Now that's all lawmakers. Let's look at just threats of Congress. This is from the Christian Science Monitor from about three, uh, almost 4,000 uh, threats in 2017 to nearly 10,000 threats uh, in 2022. So, uh, you know, again, a hundred plus increase in just the last couple of years. And you might be saying, as I often hear in libertarian worlds when I, really want to discuss myself and venture into them. Look, these, this wasn't actually violence, just the threat. There was no violence. Dr. Binswanger recently in Forbes emphasized what Ms. Ram emphasized, that the threat of force is force. Orders issued at gunpoint are co as coercive, as rights violating, as laying on hands and overpowering you. So it's a great line to remember from Dr. Binswanger and Ms. Ram. The threat of force is force, your money or your life. And the fact that there's all these increased threats, and in this case, an actual attack on lawmakers and their families is a really, really worrisome and sad trend. So who's to blame? <laughs> what can we blame it on? I'm sure a lot, right? Well, the culture, but I do think that it's hard to say that President Trump didn't blatantly encourage this over and over and over again. It was talked about for, for years, really, that you know, Trump spoke and often speaks in a language of violence. These are just a few of the examples on your screen now. I'd like to punch the protester out of the face. You should knock the crap out of hecklers. I mean, these are, this is words of violence, but I don't think you can just leave it on Trump. This person is obviously extraordinarily mentally ill. And frankly, if you've been to I've been to San Francisco fairly recently. I've been to Los Angeles more re recently. I've been to a lot of big cities recently. I live in a big city and you're seeing a lot of terrible mental illness, whatever it is, drug addiction, insane, crazy people uh, out there that are obviously susceptible to this type of, of uh, a terrible, heinous criminal act. Um, but more than anything, I blame the ideas that motivate it. You know, why are people, this is my interpretation now, this is not objectivism, why are people motivated and so angry at government? You know, why in the freest country on earth, America, uh, are people so angry at government in the country where people, people where government should have its foot off 
your neck? Are people so angry at the government? What, what would they be angry at it, at it for? And my belief is, is that it's because obviously government has no longer been restricted and no longer is restricted to its proper role as defined by Ms. Ran in the nature of government. I mean, today in America, and I suspect very much in the UK, and I admit I'm not as familiar with the UK's system of government, but you know, the sense and the belief, even among lawmakers who ostensibly know the constitution, there's a sense that with enough votes, you can do whatever you want. You know, there is, so put yourself then in the citizen's perspective. You're, there really is a fear because no longer, you're not protected by any notion of rights or anything. Government can just do whatever it wants. And it goes on both sides, right? I mean, you've got Republicans pushing for a complete ban on abortion, a complete ban abortion. And if you know, not only objectivists perspective on that, I'll say my own perspective, I think that is a almost unspeakable, tremendous rights violation of every woman in America, every woman. And I can't say that would motivate me for, to violence and it shouldn't motivate me to violence, but you can get the sense of government is far stepping over its proper role and people are, and, and the same thing on the other side now. I mean, if, you know, if I had a kid in school and they were, the public school was having drag queens come out and do this all in front of a public school, I would get, I'm certainly not going to use violence, but I would be absolutely enraged. And all that, my belief is, is that all of that anger is unwarranted and it's only uh, possible because government has overstepped and, and is no longer restricted to its really proper, morally proper role as understood by Ms. Rand in, I think best explained in Ms. Rand's work, textbook of Americanism. I was fortunate enough to be able to work with some of the brightest minds in objectivism and republish it as a new textbook of Americanism. Uh, Ms. Rand scribbled out 40 some odd notes on questions defining what the nature of America is. In the 1940s, she answered a section of them. Many of them went unanswered. And in this uh, publication, we republished them all, including getting some of the brightest minds uh, to answer some of those uh, that, that she could not. So check that out on what really, I believe the proper role of government is. So don't fool yourself into thinking that, and I, I happen to say, I don't watch a lot of this, but I see the clips now and then, Charlie Kirk talking about patriots bailing out this person and, 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 you know, I don't remember him saying this person is a patriot, but you're a patriot. If you bail out the person who clubbed Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer, um, he's not a revolutionary. And in fact, Ms. Rand talked about this, you know, are we living in tyranny in America right now that would require going to lawmakers' homes and clubbing their family members? Ms. Rand wrote, the overflow of a political system by force is justified only when it's directed against tyranny. It is an act of self-defense against those who would rule by force. For example, the American Revolution, the resort to force not in defense, but in violation of individual rights can have no more ju moral justification. It is not a revolution, but gang warfare. And when you look around in terms of political discourse, political actions these days, this really is at least what I see. It is not ideas. It is not uh, convincing people. It is not reason. It is gang warfare and it's getting worse. I think we, we uh, and thank you, Mary Lane, for your generous support. Let's see a little more, uh, uh, well, let's see some a super chat here today. We've got uh, uh, people in Europe, people in the UK. We've got a whole 
a cadre of people here trying to bring you this uh, material day after day. So please show us a little bit of love. Don't be a freeloader, be a trader and hit us up in the super, super chat. This is gang warfare and it's all gang warfare, all of it. Black Lives Matter, January 6th, this Paul Pelosi, the eco people, you know, death, uh, desecrating things. And, and this is all gang warfare. It makes me sick. It should make you sick. It is completely devoid of ideas. It is tribal in the way that our, our friend and our colleague Nikos has written about extensively in his excellent book. And it should all be denounced as not as political speech or being a revolutionary, but as disgusting gang warfare. Now, if you want a revolution, it has to be, we're, we're talking about an ideological revolution. And Dr. Jerome Brook and Don Watkins, both who appear regularly on this channel, have an extraordinary book that lays it all out for us. Free Market Revolution, How Ayn Rand's Ideas Can End Big Government. This book is probably about four or five years old now. It's extraordinary, it's excellent, it's not a dense read and highly recommended. If you really wanna make a change, uh, waving around your pistol at a Walmart or yelling at someone online is not gonna do it. You have to become educated and you have to be able to convince people on the ideas. So if you're talking about force, you're talking about an armed revolution. And I, I don't think this gentleman this person who broke into Paul Pelosi's house could probably read, but if you want an armed revolution, it's not gonna work and really good luck because then you're talking about not convincing anyone of anything. You're talking about getting muskets and missiles and tanks and killing. You think that, and why? And why would that be our, our attitude now? I mean, it's, it, America and, and the UK is still among the freest times in the history of mankind. We still have freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of expression, freedom of commerce, freedom of association, and a lot, lot more. Why are we resulting to, resorting to uh, political violence? Why are elected officials cheering it on? Why are they, why are, are people like Kirk celebrating these people? Why are they you know, why are they not denounced like we did? And I think like I did, and hopefully on your behalf as an objectivist, denounced and kicked to the curb. Uh, this is not, a, a, these are not countries uh, that are ready and that we need to engage in political violence. We are not in dictatorship. And if you say, oh no, my follower count got kicked down or I don't have a blue check mark. This is a terrible dictatorship. Check your premises. Ms. Rand defines this, she defines it, she says, this is in capitalism, uh, this is the virtue of selfishness. There are four characteristics which brand a country unmistakably as a dictatorship. One party rule, executions without trial or with a mock trial political, for political offenses, the nationalization or expropriation of private property and censorship. Any country guilty of these outrages forfeits any moral prerogatives, any claim to national rights or sovereignty and becomes an outlaw. That is not America, that is not the UK. And censorship, uh, if you're gonna die on one hill these days, if, you, if you're gonna die on the idea that there's censorship in America, a, you know, dot, 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 social media, uh, check all your premises. In fact, burn your premises and start over. Read uh, uh, Virtue of Selfishness. There is no censorship in America. If you wanna, uh, if you wanna hear, uh, understand censorship, Look at some unfree countries around the world, like Russia, like Saudi Arabia, where you'd be, you know, not a lot of options. 
ex alsaiudai or Cuba vision. This is censorship. In the West, in the UK, in America, you would never be able to consume the amount of content out there, free content, radical content, unusual content, uh, 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 free market of ideas there are out there. Not, of course, not just on TV, but all throughout the internet. Speech is still endless. And that's what we should be doing. That's what we need to be doing. That's what we are doing. Every day here with the channel, that's what you're doing in your own certain individual groups. We are speaking out. We're making the only change that's possible other than going to someone's house and clubbing them. We're speaking out with ideas. We're trying to convince people based on reason, based on ideas. So go ahead and use force. Use force, but not in America, and political force, but not in America. Use it in the outlaw countries, Ms. Rand's definition, that deserve it. Places like Cuba, where they just arrest political prisoners all the time. This is an article from a year ago now, they arrested 525 prisoners in just the last 12 months. We're in Russia, where we did a show on this a couple of weeks ago. They're forcing people to sign up. They're compelling, forcing them in to, to serve and go fight, uh, forcing them to sign military contracts. I mean, that who wouldn't flee? Who wouldn't revolt? Who, you should, of course. Or in North Korea, where you know they execute people for watching a K-pop video. Uh, these are places where armed force is justified. It's required. What else can you do when you put on a video to watch a little BTS and they're going to come in and, and, and execute you? I mean, this is these are not real uh, nations. The United States is, the UK is, or in Iran is, is put them on the list as well. That's where you want to use po political force, not in America, not in the UK. Not while we can still do the only thing that matters and that is speak. Speak on any scale open to you. This is Ms. Rand now. Speak on any scale open to you, large or small, to your friends, to your associates, to your professional organizations, or any legitimate public forum. You can never tell when your words will reach the right mind at the right time. You will see no immediate results, but it is of such activities that public opinion is made. So speak up and speak out. And that's what we're doing here literally every day with the Ayn Rand Center UK with your support. Mary Lane says, I have tremendous contempt for Nancy Pelosi, but we are still mostly a civilized country with laws. Initiating violence makes things worse. And right, it, 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 it makes things worse and it's disgusting. It's terrible. You wanna live in a, I mean, it's just terrible. So thank you for Mary Lane for that and for doing what you're doing, speaking up. We're doing it every day with the Ayn Rand Center UK. You're part of it by supporting us, especially the members. So go to our website, aynrandcenter.co.uk and become a member. I think it's five or 10 pounds a month. And you're part of a community of students of objectivism and a lot of, as they say, VIP opportunities. I mean, study groups for the Fountainhead, study groups with Nikos on productivity, on uh, uh, VIPs with Dr. Peacock when he comes in and sits in with us and Dr. Binswanger. So become a part of what we're doing. You know, you've already got Hulu and Disney and Netflix and uh, VIP and scores and I don't know, they're all the rest. Make us part of what of you're learning about objectivism by becoming a member and hitting us up, hitting us up on, on the super chat. And at the very least become a member or a subscriber on YouTube. I see Equal Reality, I see Robin, I see Kway, who's encouraging us to get the likes up. Yes, I don't know. I, I always tell Rozzy, let's do, you know, either uh, uh, Kendall Jenner 
uh, naked or who's the other one? Jordan Peterson. And then we'll get a lot of views and likes up. But in lieu of that, we have interesting students with us up today. Joey Spinoza, who says not allowing women to have an abortion is an act of physical violence on their body. I, I, I agree and understand. I can understand it. I can absolutely understand it. But we're not there yet. Uh, not at all in this country or in the UK, whereas we need to engage in political violence. Not there yet. We still have the power of speech. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Bannister has been a member of the Ayn Rand Center UK YouTube channel for seven months. Do it now. Do it yourself and, and join. As I said, it's like five pounds a month and you get a lot of very special content and you get to be part of our philosophy, pos philosophy posse service, Mark. Um, what else is there beyond philosophy? It rules the world. I mean, philosophy is at the heart of everything. But thank you to e for Equal to Reality. He says, great show, Jonathan. I do it for you. I do it for me because these ideas have really made my life a lot better. You know, I first got into objectivism in the late 1990s. I was a student at Northwestern University studying philosophy. And I read, I actually studied with Jürgen Habermas. I read Kant, I read Plato. I was depressed when I started and I was depressed. The more I read, the worse I got. And then I discovered Miss Rand, I discovered Dr. Peikoff. And uh, in many ways, I think life for me really began then. So start your life by continuing your education with objectivism and thank you for making us part of it. We'll be back here tomorrow or do we have anything today? We've always got something. Well, we've got, we've got um, the daily objective. Every day we've got the daily objective for you right here tomorrow, 6 p.m. UK. Like the show, share the show, be part of what we're doing by becoming a member. And until we see you tomorrow, it's Jonathan Honig wishing you best premises. Be well.